Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. The Rams take care of business on Thursday night football. How dangerous do you consider this team, Pony? Well, let me say, uh, for starters, speaking of kids, I have my daughter's baby monitor here because I'm in charge. My, my wife had gallbladder surgery. So I think there's a great than- surgery. Oh yeah. Yeah. I missed two days of work taking care of her. Uh, is she okay? I, I, I'm late on the updates. I apologize. Is she okay? She's much better now that an organ that is not vital is out of her body. Uh, that was causing okay, well, her distress and great pain. All right. Well, yeah, I, I was, I got the updates earlier in this. I'm sorry. Two, uh, two emergency room visits and they got it out of there. So oh, I'm good. watching her. There's a greater than 0% chance now that we started recording, she's going to start screaming and require me to maybe bring her down here and have her first cameo appearance on First and Pod. But great, I, I watched uh, this entire game because that's what we're paid to do. Yeah. And, um, paid handsomely. And the Rams are turning into the team that I predicted them to be. And this is one of the few kind of outlandish things that I said before the season that turned out to be right. Uh, I liked them a lot in a bounce back year because of all their offensive line injuries last year. And if Stafford was healthy, McVay rejuvenated, Cooper cut back from injury, Aaron Donald still there. I thought they were better than the six and a half wins that Vegas projected them for. Uh, the Nakua thing, there's... There were 178 players picked before him in the draft. It's a league where wide receivers, not even great ones, are now getting close to $20 million a year. How that guy slipped through the cracks with the amount of scouting that gets done for this thing now is ridiculous. That's what the Rams have to do after all the trades they made to win their Super Bowl. Uh, Their defense is good, not great. And they've got like one player that people recognize. But the bigger story is by far the way, the, the way their offense has clicked, which I think now it's at least 28 points in their last five games. 
And Will their only Williams, loss man. was the overtime game to Baltimore on the road. I feel like Williams is the key to the whole operation now. Yeah, another guy. What was he, a seventh-round pick? Like, he's given them – like, obviously – Nakua was doing things crazy early and then Cup comes back and then they have both of them. But when Williams has come into the mix and they actually have a degree of balance, he's a very different player than Todd Gurley. But it reminds me of McVay with Todd Gurley when they were so simple. Remember the thing back then? It was like they were on the same base formation Every time, but they just, they would play action and they would do it left and they would do it right. And it was just like, it was, it was the, the, the brilliance was in its simplicity. Well, four different dudes caught a ball tonight for the Rams. That's it. Four guys. One of them is Demarcus Robinson. Man, the Chiefs could use this version of Demarcus Robinson, who whenever they step foot in the red zone now, uh, sucks in footballs like he's a friggin' vacuum cleaner. And he caught another one. I think that's four for him in the last five games since they brought him in. Yeah, it's, it's Higby, Robinson, Nakua, and Cup. The only dudes who caught a ball tonight for a quarterback who completed 24 passes for 328 yards. Like normally you throw for 328 yards, seven, eight, nine, ten guys caught a pass. They just... They're they're a top heavy roster. They don't have like the longest runway, but man, like Matt Stafford, with how Jalen Hurts has been playing recently as a passer, and what we just saw from Dak. I mean, he's at least in the conversation for best quarterback in the NFC. Like, I don't think that they can win the NFC because I don't think there's any way they could go to San Francisco. But I think they could win a shootout with Detroit. They could win a shootout with Philly. They could win a shootout with Dallas. They, I'm not, they, they could lose to any of those teams too, obviously. But I don't think that they're drawing dead against any team in the NFC other than San Francisco. They're not. It's a testament to how well they're coached by McVay offensively that he's yep. able, even with Stafford at this late age, to protect him well enough and surround him with players to make it work. None of them are high draft picks. They're all guys that Cooper Cup, obviously they've developed and he won the triple crown a couple of years ago, but like it's not a big free agent investment on that side of the ball other than the money they've paid Stafford. They're, they've got a tremendous defensive coordinator in Raheem Morris. Uh, they're dangerous. You're right. And uh, I think their window to win stretches beyond this year provided Stafford stays healthy and Aaron Donald doesn't slow down. So they're, they're a great story. Um, and they make the NFC first round first weekend of the playoffs, much more entertaining by their presence in this playoff picture. Now. Nakua six games with a hundred yards or more receiving one more. And he ties OBJ and Justin Jefferson for most by a rookie since the merger. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast let's get to the games ravens niners you call it the game of the year what's your biggest take for the game well this time it's not any kind of hyperbole or exaggeration they're the two best teams in the nfl by record uh, leading their conferences. We haven't seen this happen this late in the year. Two best teams in each conference. 05 when Seattle and Indianapolis played in week 16. So this is highly unusual to have this type of potential Super Bowl matchup this late in the regular season. Uh, I'm with you. You know how much I love San Francisco now. I think that they're a lot better than the Ravens. The line reflects that it's a five and a half point spread, even with Baltimore's run of dominance where they've led at the two minute warning in every game. And the only two teams to do that through their first uh, 14 games are the 72 Dolphins and 07 Patriots. So they are in undefeated rarefied air with that. But here's the stat to me that it bears watching in this game. And I'm going to take San Francisco to win and I'm going to take them to cover. But if they don't win, we're going to think about this number, 234. That was the number of rushing yards the 49ers allowed to Arizona last week. That is a bleep ton. And there were a ton of missed tackles. They had their most missed tackles all year. Even with Keaton Mitchell out, you better believe that Baltimore is aware of that stat and they're going to find a way to attack that. And I just wonder if there is an Achilles heel for this 49ers team, is that it? They're so good at pass rushing with Bosa and Young there now and what they've invested up front. Is that how teams are going to beat them? They fall behind so much that it's hard to run against them. But if there's a team that can do it, even without Greg Roman there now, Danny, it's Baltimore. And I just wonder if that's where they they will attack San Francisco there. Will it be effective? Because Arizona burned them on the ground last week, but no one paid attention to it because the game wasn't really that close. Right, yeah, who cares if you run for that much when you lose by, what was it, 16 points, 17 mm-hmm. points, whatever the final score was. Listen, you know I'm with you. I think the Niners are not playing a single-digit game uh, the rest of the way, ass- assuming assuming health. It feels like a massive game for the downside of the MVP. Like, if Baltimore wins and Lamar outplays Purdy and Purdy struggles in prime time on Christmas night, that feels like the only thing that could derail him. 
And if McCaffrey like came out of the game with like three rushing touchdowns or something, maybe he could be cannibalized by his own teammate. I'm not, I don't think Lamar could steal the MVP from him, but you have to at least be open to the possibility that if he has a massive game in the same spot and clearly outplays him and does it on the road as an underdog, like it could be the last chance for anyone other than Brock Purdy to win MVP. So I'm, I'm rooting for that, frankly, because I don't think that the guy deserves uh, the MVP. And then I don't like that this game's on Christmas. I just don't like it. What? I don't like it. Why? Because the NBA is the perfect Christmas holiday sport. Like, because it's one of 82. The game doesn't matter that much. You can have it on in the background. You can watch the fourth quarter. You can turn it off. You can miss it if your family needs you to miss it to assemble a toy or have the prime rib or like depending on like what your Christmas traditions are. Like it's a it it can be a background sport. This is too big of a sporting event to be on Christmas night. Like I haven't even broken the news to Steph yet that that night after we're done with dinner and we put the kids to sleep and my mom leaves after dinner that like there's not going to be us time because I'm just going to be watching Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy when I don't have to go to work again for another week. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Like she, she was, you think keeping her fingers crossed that there would be hanky panky, like after everything calmed down at the Parkins house on Christmas. I think she would like some quality time. Even if it's not hanky panky, I think she would like to cuddle up with a glass of wine and watch a comedy, you know, and like have some just us time and not watch Lamar Jackson v. Brock Purdy and me try to sell her on, like, do you think Nick Bosa and Fred Warner can contain Lamar Jackson in the RPO game? Like, I just – I don't think that that's, like, what she's looking for 